Welcome to the Nourish Rap Podcast, hosted by two passionate clinical nutritionists whose mission is to educate, inspire, and empower people to lead a more nourishing life. Katie and Jessica value evidence-based practice, holistic healing approaches, and practical health advice, all while having fun along the way. We thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody. Um, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Nourished Wrap. I'm here with Jess. Hey, guys. Welcome back. So today we're really excited. We're bringing a new topic to The Nourished Wrap, something we haven't discussed before, um, and that is um, oral health. Yeah. Yeah. Which has a lot to do with overall health and a lot to do with nutrition in terms of um, how healthy your teeth are. Absolutely. So we're actually joined by a special guest today who's Skyping in from Melbourne. So please be mindful. We are doing the best we can with our sound. Um, We've got the best microphone we can have at this point. Um, But she may sound a little bit different to us just because we're picking her up on a Skype um, call. But we're actually joined by Samantha Byrne and she's um, coming to us from the University of Melbourne and she's a lecturer at the um, School of Dentistry. So, Samantha, um, I guess, you know, before we start, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about your job to begin with and your background. Yep. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Thanks for having me this morning. Um, I am a former dentist, so I used to practice as a dentist many years ago. Uh, And um, I was really interested in the science behind what goes on in the mouth, um, particularly looking at bacteria and disease. Uh, So I did a PhD in oral microbiology, uh, largely looking at gum disease. Uh, And then over the last 10 years, I've been lecturing um, lecturing to the students at the dental school teaching them about the bacteria that cause diseases in the mouth uh, and how to help educate their patients when they start practicing about how to prevent oral diseases. That's awesome. Um, So, you know, that's a great place to start, Samantha. I guess, you know, what, you know, what sort of things do you see that the general public are most at risk of in terms of dental disease? And I know that you know, bringing that back to nutrition and healthy habits is is a bit of a passion for you. So maybe you could give yeah, our listeners, yeah, definitely. yeah. What do you what do you see that that most people are doing wrong, and and what's commonly seen in the mouth of of most Australians, I suppose. Well, I guess um, I don't um, see um, patients anymore, so I'm teaching students. But if we have a look at uh, statistics for things like um, child admission to hospital for general anaesthetics to have um, teeth extracted. Mm-hmm. Tooth decay is a really big problem in Australia still, um, uh, particularly in young children and teenagers. And it's largely due to sugar, to yeah. consuming uh, too much sugar and too often. Okay. What actually happens in the mouth to a tooth as far as, like, what does sugar do? How does it destroy it? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. So we have 
lots of bacteria in our mouth. Um, we're meant to have the bacteria in our mouth. Um, they are part of us. And uh, a lot of the bacteria in the mouth can take the sugar that we eat and they turn it into acid. Mm. And so the acid that the bacteria make uh, dissolve the tooth and that's what causes tooth decay. Interesting because, you know, it's put out there to clean your, brush your teeth twice a day, you know, oral hygiene obviously is a big component of it. But um, what you're saying is it it's like it really highlights that, you know, the food is actually the most important part. It is really important. And so when we talk to students and teach them about the disease, we call it, it's multifactorial. Um, you, cleaning your teeth is really important, um, but also making sure that the bacteria don't have lots of sugar yeah. is also really important in preventing tooth decay. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I always think about and I don't think we do enough talking about this is obviously your mouth is where it all starts right so you know if you have a lot of bad bacteria in your mouth that's thriving on sugar how can that potentially impact the rest of your health because obviously you're swallowing whatever is in your mouth every few moments so my understanding yeah. is that that yucky stuff that you're maybe breeding from a bad diet, it's not just going to stay there, is it? It's going to go into the rest of your body to an extent? Uh, well, well, certainly in relation to oral diseases, if there is infection around, um, that infection and inflammation can affect the body and we certainly know there are links with gum disease and having a lot of inflammation around can affect um, other diseases. It can affect heart, um, diabetes, having that inflammation around. Yeah. Uh, in terms of swallowing bacteria, um, most of the bacteria in the mouth don't really survive in the gut. Okay. Um, so they don't survive all the, um, the really acidic environment in the, um, in the stomach. And there's, look, there hasn't been a huge amount of research, but it seems like most of the microorganisms, if they do survive and get into the gut, there's so few of them that they're not going to be able to, to out-compete what's normally in the gut. Okay, yeah. So um, you, we're talking a lot about the bacteria in our mouths and, um, you know, there's this whole trend at the moment and, um, you know, very warranted because there is a lot of research around it with that gut microbiome being really important, you know, for health and well-being. But yes. it sounds like the the mouth has its own yeah. little bacterial balance that it needs. So does eating too much sugar, does that cause an imbalance of the bacteria in the mouth like it would um, in the gut? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we find is that your diet, it seems like diet is the biggest factor that influences the, the bacteria that you have in your mouth. So uh, a, a diet that's um, good for teeth with not a lot of sugar means you still have those bacteria that can produce acid, um, but they're in low enough levels that you can cope with them and still be healthy. Yeah. Um, 
the more sugar you eat and the more frequently you eat it, and that's probably a really big one, um, you those bacteria can overgrow, they can become more dominant, and that's when you get more of a problem. Yeah. So when just I just want to clarify for our listeners, when you say sugar, do you just mean refined processed foods, yes. chocolate, lolly biscuits, or do you mean like fruit as well? Because a lot of people these days they get caught up on I, oh, there's too much sugar in fruit, you know. Um, so yeah, what's the stance there? Yep. So um, largely, when we talk about teeth, we talk we talk about free sugar. Okay. So. Where um, the World Health Organization, in particular, have put out guidelines for sugar consumption, mm, yeah, and it's largely about reducing the amount of free sugar. Free. So the sugar in fruit um, is not considered to be free sugar. Okay. Um, so eating fruit, eating whole fruit, is generally considered to be fine for teeth, um, unless you're eating a lot of lemons or something that is very acidic. Yeah. That, that causes a, a separate problem. But fruit, fine, um, because you're chewing. Um, you're chewing the fruit. You've got lots of saliva being produced. Um, you're getting all the other stuff in the fruit, the fibre and the water. Of course, So that's yeah. generally not considered to be a problem. Once you juice the fruit and yep. you're just drinking the juice, that becomes that, that is considered to be um, free sugar and that's considered to be a problem for teeth. Okay. That's really interesting, isn't it? And, yeah. You know, that's probably our stance as well. Definitely. I, don't, I certainly don't encourage fruit juice. I'm like, you need to have the fibre with it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So what are, like, um, interesting that you brought up, you know, saliva to help um, neutralise the teeth or, you know, help with that balance of bacteria. What is that the only mechanism our mouth has to kind of keep those balances in check? Uh, look, Saliva is really, really important, and um, all you have to do is look at what happens when somebody doesn't have enough saliva. They have um, none of those protective things in the mouth mm. anymore. So, saliva is mostly water, but it's mm. one percent of sort of proteins and um, and ions in there, which it's like magic. We call mm. saliva magic fluid um, because it can you know, turn off acid, like you said. Yeah. Um, it's got um, the calcium and phosphate in it, the stuff that teeth are made of, so mm. it can help repair um, damage that's been caused um, and just forms a barrier over the, the teeth and the soft tissues and mm. helps protect them. Uh, so um, it's really important to be well hydrated mm. um, and have good saliva levels to help protect your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually at the dentist on Wednesday and they did a saliva check on me. Um, and they said, yeah, no, it's fine, it's good. But I sort of said, oh, well, what would sort of impact that the most? And she said, oh, dehydration. So, I mean, especially in winter, I'm yeah, absolutely at people all the time. Like, you've got to stay mm. hydrated. Just because it's cold, you've still got to drink water. Mm. Um, and there's, you know, just another reason to keep doing that, you know, mm. for your oral hygiene and that sort of thing. Um Samantha, you know, you you said you really specialise in gum disease. Is sugar um, a big problem yes. for gum disease as well, or mm. is that a whole nother? You know, are there other things um, impacting the health of our gums? So gum gum disease is slightly different. Um, it's caused by a different set of bacteria. Yes, um, but 
so it's it's a little bit more complicated and it's got there are a lot of uh, systemic factors so it's yep. got a lot to do with your um, your immune and inflammatory response to those bacteria and uh, some people will have a, a damaging response to those uh, microorganisms that are in the mouth yep. um, and will end up with disease so the tissues around the teeth um, that help hold the teeth in can help to, to, that essentially destroys the the tissues mm. um, whereas some people won't have a, a destructive response so it's it's a complex mix of bacteria yep. uh, and bacteria causing damage but also uh, host host factors yeah uh, and lots of um, risk factors things like smoking um, anything that upsets your immune response mm. um, so so slightly different to, to tooth decay yeah okay um, it's actually interesting because um, gum disease is something that is a, is on my radar I suppose I I actually have a had a phobia of the dentist and I didn't yeah. go to a dentist for like 13 years <laughs> yeah I know I can see your face yeah <laughs> and um I actually only went it's okay it's okay <laughs> well it's okay it's all fine yeah. now because I went for the first time yeah. I think it was it was about eight months ago and it's funny, my issue, I still don't have a single filling in my mouth and I've got all my teeth, but I have, um, they did a lot of measurements on my gums and they were, and they've always been a concern for me, um, but I had quite like extensive cleaning as you, you would probably know about um, and I just had my yeah. six month like checkup since then. And it's funny, all of my scores had kind of gone from being sort of fours and fives to like ones and twos. So they're like, look, oh, whatever you're doing is good. But for me, it was funny because they said to me exactly that. They said like people who are susceptible to truth decay really have to stay away from sugar and for me, like, yes. not that I eat a lot of sugar or use it as, oh, I can go and eat sugar, but they basically said, for you, it's not the sugar. You have a susceptibility to this. You have to floss every day. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless, everything has to come out of those gums because you are basically at yeah. a higher risk. And, yeah, I just have to basically yeah. brush them really well. And, and when I spoke to my mum... She was like, oh, yeah, I've had that problem too. And I was like, gee, that would have been really nice to know. <laughs> um, yes, so, you yes, know, it's all good now. But a um, real genetic component yeah, as well. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting, you know, the differences between gum and, and, and truth issues and that. But I, I think it's just, it's really heartbreaking now that we've got kids that are four and five mm. and six years old and they've got mouths full of fillings. Mm. And they're they're getting teeth out, yeah. and I'm like, and it, what is that about? Um, and you know, yeah. I love it's your really, page. Um, it's mm. really sorry. Yeah. No, no. I was just going to say, Samantha. You know, this would be a good opportunity to say, you know, we connected because you have such a great page with general information on Instagram and social media called the Tooth Fairy, which is awesome. Um, and you share yeah. this information. So, you know, tell us a bit more about that kind of information for parents with kids and prevention. 
and why you think it's so important. Yeah, so so, um, I started the Tooth Fairy about a year ago, and at the time, a couple of things happened. So there were some reports in the media about the number of children who were having general anaesthetics in Victoria um, to have their teeth extracted, and some of the children were having all of their teeth extracted very young because of tooth decay. Uh, And at the same time, I was listening to some of my girlfriends talking and they were talking about what they put in their children's lunch boxes. And I was thinking to myself, these are, you know, these are, um, you know, smart people Mm -hmm. and they just, they just don't know um, what's going on with the food that they eat uh, and the number of times the children are eating sugar and how that's going to impact on their teeth. Um, so I was on Instagram anyway, and I was having a look thinking there's really, um, a gap here where there could be really simple, basic information, uh, about the things that you can do to help prevent, um, tooth decay in particular, um, and that it it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be just really simple, a couple of simple lifestyle changes can make all the difference. Yeah. For, for many people. And what are they? Can you give us some of those ideas? Well, the number one is sugar. And it seems like it's probably sugary drinks yeah. because the, con- the consumption of sugary drinks is really high. Uh, so things like soft drink, fruit juice, sports yeah. drinks, just... Sports drinks is um, one... That's the one yeah. thing you do. And, you know, I, I don't... There is no reason for a child to play soccer for an hour and have to have a Powerade. Like, we don't need to be fueling their bodies (laughs) like that. They're not going out to run a six-hour, you know, ultra-marathon. So, yeah, I mean, it's the same sort of stuff. And and there's there's 35 grams of sugar in a a bottle of sports. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which is massive yeah um, and really interestingly last year um there were some some of the international oh, sorry not international the australian um cricket coaches came out and said you know not even their cricketers are drinking these mm. drinks anymore yeah and, and they're you know elite sports people yeah. absolutely you know, children and teenagers just don't need them yeah and um, what about um, with the drinking of the sugar? So those sugary drinks obviously being a major contributor to the, all of this. But I guess, um, you know, when you drink the drink, you're not kind of swishing it around in your mouth. It's going straight down, your, you know, into your digestive tract. So is there still that little bit of leftover from the drink hanging around on the teeth? Because I think some people think, oh, I'll just drink my soft drink through the straw and then that way it won't touch my teeth. <laughs> no, I've heard it before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, so <laughs> then I'm like, okay, well, yeah, is but... it still having the same effect though? Well, <laughs> that's really interesting. Um, and it all depends on where you put the straw. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if you can still taste drink uh, and the straw is at the front of your mouth it's not making any difference at all yeah um so if you put the straw all the way to the back of your mouth past your teeth you i mean you don't get to taste anything yeah um but i guess one of the things about the bacteria in the mouth is that they're really good 
at grabbing a hold of any sugar that's around and using it straight away, um, but they're also really good at storing it. Um, and so, you know, when you go to the movies and you um, you snack on, um, say you've got, I don't know, M&Ms or something, and you're snacking on them over the, yeah. the two hours you're sitting in the movie and you get that really furry feeling on yes. your teeth. Yeah. That's, that's essentially sugar. That's bacteria have taken all of that sugar and stored it. Um, so that they can use it later to keep keep making more acid. Lovely. Uh, you're really selling it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, I've now ruined the movies for everyone. Oh, no, no. You do not have to go, you don't have to go to the movies and drink a Coke. You yeah, know? Like, that's You right. just don't have to. Yeah. And this is great because it's what we're really passionate about, yeah. you know, people getting away from cutting all their carbs or doing this weird, crazy, drastic diet and, like, let's just, like, get the basics right first. Yeah. Like, ditch the soft drink yeah. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of things, you know, I guess while we're on the topic of teeth, Samantha, uh, sorry, on the topic of kids, um, you know, yep. things, this is on a different level, but, you know, um, one of the things that, uh, kids actually munching on stuff. Am I right to think that, you know, kids sort of eating whole pieces of fruit and even gnawing on, you know, I'm not talking about babies, I'm talking about kids that have teeth, right? Starting yeah. to be introduced to kind of, um, you know, meat and, and even like softer bones, that that is in some ways quite good for teeth development? Or, uh, you know, what's the situation with that? It's a big thing with the paleo movement um, at the moment. I think that... Yeah, yes, yes. Um, look, in terms of things like jaw development, it's important to use those muscles. So yeah. um, chewing is... Is really um, is really good for developing jaws. Yeah. Um, so chewing on your know, raw vegetables and things okay. is, is great. It's good for jaw development, and it's also really good for producing saliva. Great. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Cool. Um, I wanted to. I guess I'll circle back first. Um, we mentioned before about you know generalized inflammation, and obviously we know that generalized inflammation in the body drives all kinds of diseases but specifically um you know i've read quite a bit of information around uh i guess the health of the mouth and how that might be reflected in someone's cholesterol can you comment on that or do you know anything uh, you know more on that or yeah um Look, that one's probably um, a bit beyond my scope. We know that um, sort of circulating inflammation, particularly um, people who have um, gum disease, the yeah. more we look into it, it does um, that circulating inflammation and also the bacteria from the mouth perhaps getting into the bloodstream and yeah. circulating can be an issue, um, uh, certainly with um, sort of atherosclerosis yep. and and um, and that sort of general inflammation, um, but uh, I'm not so sure about the cholesterol. Okay, yeah, no, I mean that's that's still important. Like atherosclerosis being that build up of plaque mm. around the arteries that can lead yeah, to yeah. sort of strokes and heart diseases. So, 
you know, definitely, again, we're getting back to the fact that, you know, every system in the body is linked. Yeah. So whole body health is about literally mouth, like health from the top to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the key is that the, the message about eating for good oral health is they're exactly the same as the, the, the diet you would eat for good general health. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, all, it's all of the same things, just good, basic, whole foods, yeah. um, limiting the amount of sugar and drinking plenty of water. Yeah. I, mean, I think we're probably all hopefully giving out that same sort of message and then it, it doesn't need to be really complicated. Yeah. Love it. Um, I wanted to ask, you know, obviously with bacteria being in the mouth, you know, similar to the gut, there's going to be good bacteria in there as well yes. that we want to yes. we want to preserve. Um, I guess that leads me to I'm seeing a big craze, probably people around our age getting into like teeth whitening and, yes. you know, using a lot of at-home yeah, remedies yeah. for bleaching teeth. How does that affect the bacterial balance and what's your stance on that? Um, I think people do need to be careful with, um, I'm, we're not, I'm not anti-bleaching teeth. Um, I think it probably needs to be, it's best done under the guidance of a, a, a dentist. Um, there are some people um, selling tooth whitening products that have got very high levels of um, hydrogen peroxide in mm. them, which can be dangerous. Um, the, I guess the, um, the bacteria in the mouth are really quite resilient. And so, um, there will be an impact initially using things like hydrogen peroxide on bacteria, but instead we, we clean our teeth, um, every day and those microorganisms keep growing back. Okay. Uh, as long as we provide a good environment for them, so not a lot of sugar around, um, will help support the growth of those more beneficial microorganisms. Okay. What about charcoal? <laughs> yes, my favourite. Um, is there any uh, science behind that or is it just a craze? No. Look, there's, um, there's no uh, scientific published research to indicate that charcoal is beneficial in the mouth. Okay. Yeah. At all. Okay. Um, Oh, sorry. Um, I had a question regarding the micro um, activity in the mouth or the microbiome of the mouth. Um, You say, you know, it can come out of balance when you're having that high sugar diet and things like that. But, and you say they're quite resilient. So does that mean that once you start changing up your food habits that it'll come back into balance quite quickly? Or do we need to do, like, because with gut health, there's very much a big protocol now where, you know, you're implementing probiotics and prebiotics. Right. But is it is that the same for the mouth or is it a much simpler kind of um, effect? Uh, look, we think it's probably a bit simpler. Yeah. Um, the bacteria can largely feed from the proteins um, in the saliva. That's what they they eat all day, and they only get that extra sugar when we give it to them. So as long as you are uh, cleaning your teeth twice a day, helping reduce the numbers of bacteria, and providing them with an environment where there's not a lot of sugar constantly, so I'm talking about really snacking constantly throughout the day and having large amounts of sugar then you should 
hopefully be able to provide the right environment for a, the, those beneficial microorganisms to be um, uh, to be dominant in the mouth. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just have one more question. Um, yeah, yeah. Is there any, I'm just fascinated, is there any research out there or any new research coming out um, with actually using probiotics to help rebalance the oral microbiome, like swishing it yeah. around and then it changing the the ecosystem because yeah. like, we're getting like vaginal probiotics and yeah. all kinds of stuff. So now. I just am fascinated with this whole other world in our mouth. Oh, it's really interesting, and it's, it's yeah. something I'm very interested in. So there is a bit of research around about probiotics and their effect on the mouth, um, and it does seem like consuming some probiotics does have a beneficial effect so it can um, help reduce some of the disease associated microorganisms the issue is that largely the probiotic microorganisms that are used are not from the mouth they're yeah, not they're okay. largely from um, uh, dairy products or mm. from um, the gut so they're not meant to live there yeah so the problem becomes you have to keep consuming the probiotic constantly yeah yeah, yeah. pick them around okay uh which that becomes an issue with cost yeah. and compliance when you've got something really simple like altering diet can yeah. we know can have a beneficial effect yeah. yeah there is some more work being done on trying to find microorganisms that normally live in the mouth mm. that are really good at um producing um basic compounds so producing sort of the opposite yes okay yep and how can we increase the levels of those microorganisms Mm. so that they will help um you know help us uh, and help help protect our teeth yeah so that's that's still very early Mm -hmm. um but there's there's definitely people um researching that field for sure cool so interesting yeah um, Samantha, I wanted to ask you about um, fizzy drinks and not specifically sugary ones. So yes. mineral water, sparkling yes. water, soda so, yeah. water. What yep. sort of impact does that have on teeth and is it yep. a really big concern? Yeah. The, the problem with any carbonated drinks is that they're, they're acidic. Okay. And it's kind of – it's slightly different to tooth decay. So because the acid is different – so the acid that bacteria produce um, dissolves the tooth just below the surface. So that can be repaired if we get to it early. So it can be repaired by saliva. It can be repaired by um, adding fluoride. Uh, the problem with acids in uh, fizzy drinks is that they essentially just strip off the the tooth at the surface. Okay. So you're basically just losing um, the, the surface of the tooth and that can't be replaced. Okay. So it's, it's um, slightly different, particularly those sugar-free drinks. Yeah. Um, uh, so you, you really are just literally stripping off the, the outer surface of the enamel. So if you wanted to be really proactive, um, like for, I love, I, I have a soda stream, so I make quite a bit oh, of yeah. mineral water. I love it too. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like realistically, it would probably be more, better if I was using a straw or something, if I was drinking soda water, um, it, or is that a little bit just overkill? We don't, we don't have a lot of evidence okay. that um, using a straw is beneficial because it just depends where you put it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If it's still, if the drink is still going all over the teeth, 
um, then it's still going to be a problem. Okay. All right. So do you... That doesn't help. Katie's heart just died. No, no, no. I just, you know, like when I'm swapping clients off Coke and I'm saying, well, have some soda water with lemon or whatever or, you know, let's start with soda water and a little bit of cordial or let's just get you off it. I I don't want to, you know, I mean, look, I'm not precious about food. I'm not going to say to someone, you can never drink alcohol or ever eat chocolate again, but I just want to give them the best advice, I guess. Like, are we talking, you know, a bit of soda water in moderation with mainly water is okay? I think this is the thing, and and I I don't like to to say, you know, you can't do this, you you, you have to do this. Mm. I don't think that is particularly useful for people. So I think it is about, it's, and sounds like a cliche but it is about balance yeah it's about balancing out things that are damaging with things that are protective you know um trying to make sure that for the majority of the day you've got water um you know plenty of saliva around um then you know i think um the occasional glass of mineral water i think you'd be able to get away with okay and obviously regular checkups with your dentist and that sort of thing absolutely and that's really important because um the most important thing your dentist will do is like you said earlier is talk to you about risk your risk for disease and your children's risk for disease and they will help you um with that balance you know this is what your balance looks like it's either balanced towards protective factors or it's balanced towards damaging factors and what do you what does each individual person need to do to to alter that balance so that you've got more protective factors yeah Yeah. that's that's really um the most important thing your dentist will be able to do yeah and i think you know having this conversation with you samantha is really important because our teeth are so important we get one set Mm. throughout our whole life it is the first stage of digestion so if you want to prevent any sort of bloating or digestive discomfort chewing your food to mush is like the very first thing that you should be doing so i just think teeth don't get spoken about enough they're kind of understated they're really important yeah yeah and what, where you've left it, Samantha, um, you know, in terms of um, it's about the basics and that kind of yeah. thing, um, you know, just I guess I wanted to just direct people, particularly parents with young children or even pregnant parents, yeah. to yeah. Samantha's page because she shares some great information. And to be honest, I think you have to start kids off healthy from day dot because it's really hard when you get a five-year-old in a nutritionist's office who's addicted to sugar and you're trying to say to the parents their whole diet has to change and they're like are you kidding this kid is going to scream the house down and there's no other way to say it there's no simple way to say Mm. it it's just you've got to get that stuff out so you know what just don't start them on it in the first place and half the battle doesn't even have to take place Oh, absolutely, absolutely in agreement. I, I mean, I've got three little children. I know what it's like trying to, um, you know, feed them well and yeah. brush their teeth and, and keep them healthy. Yeah. And I would absolutely agree. Yeah. That, I mean, my children still have sugar. They still go to birthday parties. They still have um, lollies and chocolate. But it's, it is about knowing what's, um, what's a... a protective balance and you know and what's damaging and I think 
we've somehow gotten a little bit confused about, um, you know, how much of the things we eat um, are, are, you know, are, are beneficial and how much is not. And yeah, really getting them from a, a young age, um, having, you know, making really good choices most of the time, and then you can you can have those um, you know, choices that are perhaps not so tooth friendly, um, and and it doesn't matter because um, you can cope with those. Mm. You know, you can cope with going to a birthday party. You can cope with, you know, um, having a biscuit at a cafe. Yeah. On on going when you're going to the library each week, it's yeah. you don't have to have none of those things. Yeah, um, it's just really about making enough of the good choices that that you can you can absorb that. Absolutely, and I mean motivation wise. Hey, if you want to avoid thousands of dollars in dental fees yeah. <laughs> and a lifetime, literally a lifetime of disease, I, I just feel like isn't that motivation enough to just get in the kitchen a little bit more and you know. Um, you know, just look at what's going into the trolley every week. Oh, absolutely. And just simple, um, just take, you only have to take the time once to go through the supermarket and and go, okay, which of these products am I going to choose? You know, absolutely it's helpful to have um, packaged snacks in the pantry, um, you know, to pack the lunchbox occasionally. But it's about choosing the ones that are, going to be good for teeth um, rather than um, be damaging to teeth. Yeah. All right. Well, Samantha, thank you for having um, – sorry, thank you for coming on today. It's been really good to bring a different element to the Nourished Wrap. Um, Samantha does a beautiful page. Um, it's very basic, easy to follow, um, great dialogue. So get on over and follow the Truth Fairy. Um, and we just want to bring it back to the five key principles that we remind people of every week or every fortnight on the Nourish Wrap. Yeah, so that is move every day in an enjoyable way. Um, stick to whole foods most of the time. Uh, get in some good quality sleep and take some time out every single day, even if it's just for five minutes. And um, most importantly, listen to your own body because we are all different. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you in a fortnight for the next episode.